All right, you hear the cowbells. That can only mean one thing. Heat Check Podcast is back. Emergency episode. <laughs> Not really an emergency. We just... Not really an emergency, uh, Had no. some uh, scheduling, episode, scheduling miscues. Wow. Um, but, you know, we have, uh, we'll get straight into it. We won't waste your time. The Lakers, as we predicted, are in the finals. Yeah, I think the I think the Nuggets were a good story, but I don't know that they were I just don't think they had enough pieces to get through the finals. Um at least not to not at least not to beat the Lakers. Like Well, they needed a better performance from Jokic and I think for the most part he had somewhat of a disappointing series. He never seen he seemed to be in foul trouble I wanna say four out of the five games. <laughs> Well, I also think it's tough, too, because you have Anthony Davis, who is, uh, you know, candidate player of the year guarding him, as, as opposed to somebody who really couldn't guard him the last few times, right? He was he was too he, – he doesn't play in the paint enough for Rudy Gobert to shut him down, even though Rudy did, a, like, an all right job, and then the Clippers don't have anybody to guard him. So, um, yeah, I think – Finally, when he faced it, someone who was at least versatile enough defensively and an incredibly good defensive player, then like it was always going to be tough for Jokic. Um, but the issue with the Nuggets is they just don't have that third kind of aspect to their offense to turn to, right? Because it's, it's either the Jamal Murray or the Jokic show, and there's really no third option at this point. Yeah. Um I thought that Dwight Howard actually did a, did a great job in the series. Um, yeah. And even with all that being said, I mean, I think if Miles Plumlee doesn't decide to just not guard Anthony Davis on the last second shot. It's a different series. They win that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a different series. Like, that's a different contest. Like, Jokic was able to contest, but Anthony Davis, like, he can't, he's not contesting until Anthony Davis is already, like, releasing versus somebody is actually in him and, and makes that a more difficult shot where he's got to maybe fade just a little bit more or he's got to react to a defender. So for all of the, the the deficiencies that the Nuggets had, they found ways to be in games, and it could very easily be 3-2 Lakers sure. right now. For sure. For I sure. think you can potentially argue that it could be 3-2 Nuggets. So, I'm not ready to go that far, but I think that the Nuggets are a. I think they're a very well coached team, and I do think they're really balanced. Yeah. Um So I I think that they're close to being, like I don't I don't think it's a. They're in the conference finals this year, and it's a fluke. Like I think they're like a legitimate team that, you know, and they're pretty young. So. Yeah, Jamal Murray was clearly hurt. Um, in this game as well, like. Well, I mean, they both played so much. This, like, I think they, him and Jokic, lead the one and two in NBA minutes, yeah. And he was minutes played first and second, so like sixty minutes ahead of him, Jokic too. Yeah. Like that's that's tough. Um. Yeah, I mean, he he just had a very gutsy performance yesterday. Um. I was having a conversation with my brother. He was like, "Yeah, he might be on his way to being a superstar." And I was like, ah, I don't know if he's a superstar. But then it's just like 
this was before um game four in game four he was nuts like game four he I was mean, hitting some of the most ridiculous shots i've ever you seen know, i don't know that he's on his way to being like an mvp superstar but like i think he's gonna be a perennial all-star you know and he showed this series that like he's not afraid to have the ball in his hands or to take the shot or to make the shot so you know i think that i don't know it's a bad take yeah i i you know again i think it was a i wasn't ready to put him in that category just because for how great he's been this is still a small sample size Oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I like it's still 20 games. I agree. And not even a full 20. It's like he was going crazy since the playoffs. So he's gotten, oh, well, I guess that is 20 games because they had two seven game series. Um, But, you know, I, I think it's a, uh, the Nuggets are going to go, I think maybe, I, I don't know if the Nuggets go as far as Jamal Murray takes him. And that's, that's what's interesting. Even with him being a superstar. No, they're de- it's definitely Jokic's team. It's definitely Jokic's team. And so then now, I just I I need to see uh, uh I need to see Jokic take a step this offseason. I think the, what he did to get down and wait and and to get his body right for this playoff run, I think was vital. I don't think he could have done this, and I don't think they make their run if he's still as heavy and as tired as he looked last year. I think that cost them a game seven against the Blazers. I mean, Murray played very poorly last year against the Blazers, but at the same time, Jokic just looked gassed because, you know, he had to play like 50-something minutes in game six. Right. And so I think he just didn't have anything left in the tank. So um, I I, I need to see uh, him take another step. Um, We know what he can do. He's incredibly gifted and talented. Um, However, I think that, the Lakers found ways to just get him out of the, out of the game. Um, and even when he was not in foul trouble, when he was playing, it just kind of felt like he was timid. And, and at times you, you kind of forgot he was on the floor. And for someone as talented as he is, I don't think that could, that should never happen. No more than, you know, a little bit. And I think it was, just, it was happening very frequently. So um, they're an interesting story. They're an interesting case. Um, I think Michael Porter jr. Shows flashes. Um, but he showed flashes, yeah. I, I will get to the Heat Celtics in a second. Michael Porter Jr., when I see him play, it's almost like he has the he has the shot selection of Tyler Hero, but doesn't do it like Tyler Hero. Like he uh, almost has he, that he, he almost has that see. he almost has that confidence level, but just can't execute the same. Yeah, but I'm gonna just gonna go back on the whole small sample size thing. Like, um, I just you know Tyler Hero's done this all has, season though. Michael Porter Jr. has a shot selection of of a main guy. I will say a main guy, but he does not have the scoring capability of the first guy on the team. No, uh, and I said the reason I picked Tyler Hero is that you 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 saw the the 76ers heat game in the beginning of the season where Jimmy pokes it away from Joel Embiid and instead of Tyler Hero taking the like almost uncontested layup, he stops and runs back to the three and hits a three and wins the game. 
That's, yeah, that's a shot Michael Porter Jr. wants to take, but he and would take, but he would miss it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And that's what I mean. I'm not saying that you know. Uh, I'm I'm excluding the 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 37 point game from here, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but when I saw him, it was just like there were things and times where he's just really frustrating to watch because I think that he. I, I think he's better than he is. Yeah, coming on the heels of his comments. It's like he almost feels that he needs to make a play every time he gets it because it's going to go back to Murray and Jokic, as it should. Which rightfully should, by the way. Yeah, and so it causes him to just be sometimes just like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. A lot of a lot of his shot selection is like when I'm watching it, it it almost looks like a he takes it and it's like he better make this kind of situation because of the shots that he takes right like as a coach it's like as a coach if you're looking at it and he takes it, it's like all right well he better make this or else he's out of the game <laughs> yeah which i think it was it was happening a little too often yeah yeah didn't i just didn't i thought he was already out of the game how did he get another shot off like that um but yeah i he's a taller kyle kuzma Maybe, yeah. <laughs> too short, too I small of a sample size. <laughs> I just think he's better than Kuzma. No, uh, I, I think, I, I think he is probably better than Kuzma already. But well, he's not probably better. He's better than Kuzma. You know, at the same time, it's just like both of them do. They do similar things. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. They're both like, yeah, you, you should really be contributing at a, a much higher rate. <laughs> But we just aren't really sure why you're not. To be fair, I think Kuzma is like Brandon Ingram is kind of falling victim to the playing with LeBron and not being able to compliment him or not not having the maturity to to compliment him correctly. I'm not blaming LeBron at any means. I'm just saying I think sometimes players, rightfully so, their roles and like how they play the game has to change. Because LeBron is so great. I don't think he's that great. What? I just don't think he's that great. No, I don't think so either. But he, there, he's taken a decline from even what we saw in his rookie year. Yeah, I think his rookie year he averaged like 19 or something like that, or maybe his year two he averaged like 19 and shot 40 something percent from the field. So like he was, he was, you know, all right. Yeah, you're here, bro. He was I. <laughs> I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I just. He's just the worst player in the Lakers. I don't think that he. I don't think that he is the Kyle Kuzma that the Lakers were banking on getting when they were when they traded insistent Ingram. that he was staying of those players that they traded. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I. I yeah, I the almost Kyle think Kuzma they have is not the Kyle Kuzma that they were like. Nope, New Orleans, you're not getting Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, too, where I'm not sure. No, actually, I'm not even going to say I'm not sure. I'm almost positive that Brandon Ingram doesn't develop the way he did in New Orleans if he stays. Oh, I agree. So, I don't know. I mean, he he's still better than Kuzma, so they probably would have had the better player in that situation. Um, but I, I do. Yeah, I agree with that. It's It's like... It's. I think it's easier to say that they made the wrong decision based on the season that Brandon Ingram had, 
him becoming the most improved player. Well, I mean, he was also the scorer on that team for a long time. Yeah. That's true. So, which helps. Yeah. Um Okay. So, I'll say this. If you're the Lakers, is do they were they what was the best version of the Lakers that you saw? Was it the Lakers team that played the Nuggets or was it the small ball Lakers team that dismantled the Rockets? Um, I think it's both. I mean, I I think that's what's like the best part about the Lakers is they can be they can play small and then they also can play big and beat you either way, right? Because I think yeah, I I think that's the thing about the Lakers. It's kind of underrated because the Heat, the Celtics, like even the Clippers to some extent, like the whole talking point around them is like how, you know, versatile, like versatile teams they are, right? Like how they can beat you in different ways. And the Lakers are like underrated in that sense where they definitely can, like they can roll out, you know, KCP and Alex Caruso on the backcourt and then have, LeBron be your big and you know have played Danny Green and even Anthony Davis at the same time like you that's a pretty relatively like small lineup but then they can also hit you with LeBron Anthony Davis JaVale and Dwight at the same time and like they're all veteran enough and smart enough players where they know how to play in in their roles and like Dwight Howard you were saying like you thought Dwight Howard had a great series and like I thought he did too but I thought it's because like he played exactly how he was supposed to play yeah like he he didn't he wasn't trying to be orlando dwight howard right he was he was just rebounding he and was like, he was unwashed right howard that, that's what he was doing so like i think that's i'm not sure which one I, I think it just depends on the situation like which one you think is better yeah i guess I, i'm setting it up for who they rather who they would rather play they'd rather play the heat why? Because Jimmy Butler as as their leader, it's it's very different when you have a series where it's like Jimmy Butler versus J- Jason Tatum, right? Like, because that's like the headline matchup, but that's pretty close, or like that's closer. But Jimmy Butler versus LeBron is like as your best player, like that's a wash. And then Bam and Anthony Davis are also kind of or not they're not a wash because obviously Anthony Davis is better, but you like you take Miami's best pieces and then you neutralize that with LeBron and Anthony Davis defensively. Plus you can match Bam with anybody you want if you want it to be Bam. I mean if you want it to be Dwight or JaVale McGee, like doesn't matter. You have somebody big at all times that can that can stay on him and keep him off the boards. And then defensively, if you're the Lakers, all you're going to do is switch whoever LeBron's on or whoever's whoever that Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson or Goran Dragic is guarding, primarily Hero and, and Duncan Robinson, and you're just going to switch them on LeBron and, and he's going to eat them. So, like, defensively, the Lakers would much prefer to play the Heat because you at least know where the scoring options are going to come from. And offensively, they'd rather play the Heat because 
the Heat just aren't as versatile of a defensive team. Like, they can throw the zone at you, yeah. But LeBron's – I think LeBron would probably dismantle a zone on his own. And then if – like, the, the one-on-one matchups, it, they're just going to switch them on to the preferable matchup each time, and it's just – barbecue chicken so i i don't think that it's i, I think they would much rather say see the heat i would agree with you except i think it's setting up for anthony davis to be the guy and the best player and i think that bam is is pretty capable there he's not going to neutralize him obviously he's not but bro who's going to neutralize lebron don't tell me it's jimmy butler yeah. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I think, you, you again, you, nobody neutralizes LeBron. Like, that's just not how that works. So, you're just going to have to, you know, throw throw guys at him. And I think the Heat have a number of guys that you can throw at him. With Jimmy, you throw a Jay Crowder at him, you, you know. You just, you got you to gotta beat him with, with numbers. You're not beating him. Nobody's neutralizing him. So, um. It, it'll be interesting. Um, I would say that I think the Heat are playing better basketball in the playoffs and have seen seem to have clicked at the right time. And from that aspect, I think that they would rather see the Celtics, who've been a little bit more up and down. Um, so it just kind of depends on, let's go, baby, um, on what you think or like what kind of what you prioritize um, to be most important at that time. So I think it'll be interesting. Who do you think can, do you think the Celtics have a better chance of beating them? Yes, I do. Um, I honestly, Brad Stevens, the, the offensive sets and schemes kind of scare me because when it gets late in games, it, it almost, it, it turns from, who has the open look to it's your turn to beat them one-on-one and we're going to see what happens. And then it's Jalen Brown's turn to beat them one-on-one. And then it's Gordon Hayward's turn to try to get a bucket. And then it's Tatum's turn again. So like it, it, there isn't as much cohesion um, in the offensive sets as like when you go from, the middle of the game to the end of the game that um, I think I'd like to see personally, but you know, again, I'm not an NBA coach, so. Yeah. Um, I like Spolstra too. I think Spolstra and Riley will, I think Pat, Pat will be down, might be down on the bench for this one. Uh, I think he would want to get one over against LeBron, <laughs> but Oh, for sure. I think I I think both would be great series. I I would worry too that if the Celtics can come back, that that actually that you know the energy you have to expound to come back and win three in a row against a, a, like a gritty Heat team. Um, I think it's different than coming back against like the Jazz. You know, I completely agree. Um, that that's in, that. that Presumably, the Celtics would have their full, like their full team for the entire series, which they've yet to have this. Playoffs. Yeah, that's true as well. So, 
All right. And the Celtics have been a better team than the Heat this series. The Celtics have been a better team than the Heat this series. Without a doubt. They've they've played the better basketball. And the only reason that they've lost the games that they did is because one, Gordon Hayward wasn't there, which is not the biggest reason. But a lot of careless turnovers. They've lost a turnover battle in every single game that they've lost by a lot. They've lost the offensive rebounding battle in every single game that they lost by a lot. They're routinely giving the Heat 15 more possessions than they are. And it still took Tyler Hero to score 37, shooting 21 to four, or 14 to 21 from the field to win one of those games. And in the same game, have Jason Tatum not score any. And then the other two, Gordon Hayward not there. So it's not a – and the Celtics have led for the majority of the series. I think it's like 76%. I'll, I'll, of the I have to disagree with you on this. When you say that the Celtics or the, that the Heat won a game because Tyler Hero scored 37 to win a game, that was the game where the Heat were winning the whole game. Like, that was the most complete Heat game that we got. It happened to be that Tyler Hero just went nuts, but that wasn't. And Jason Tatum had zero points in the first half. Jason Tatum, yeah, I mean, but that's like. I don't know what to tell you. That's not them getting outplayed. Jason Tatum, he also took six shots. He should never take six shots and a half. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like so that's, that's a bad Celtics game. That's on Tatum, really, for getting right. discouraged, and that's so un-Kobe of him. <laughs> right, but that's that's my thing is, like, if it's a normal game, like, if the, I genuinely believe these two teams were to play 100 times, the Celtics would win 65 to 78 of the game. And I think that they have got in just a, a a rough slew of games in the first, you know, few. Here's the thing: it's it's shocking that they it has t- it took them this long, five games, to figure out how to attack a zone to to some effectiveness. I agree. Um, I think that they have outplayed the Heat in the first half of a lot of these games. The difference in this last game that they won was that they outplayed them in the second half. Um, yep. And so you don't get any adjustment, really. Like, it's harder to make adjustments well, in the second half. Not only that, but it's um, in games one and two, they blew 16 and 17-point leads in the second half. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is when you're saying they're playing better, but the Heat are forcing turnovers. Right, and and you're They're getting more turnovers, yes, extra position. A lot of them have been unforced. Like a lot have been unforced. But some of those unforced ones are coming from the fact that the Boston Celtics have looked very uncomfortable facing the zone. And, and I agree, but there's it's not like a, a lot of those turnovers are not. Wow, I'm getting trapped, and I kind of threw it, and it deflected off of one of my teammates. So it's like technically unforced. Like a lot of them are legitimately Brad Wanamaker taking the ball and passing it out of bounds straight up passing it out of bounds. He just texted me. He said he feels attacked. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because I, I just think that the Heat show you that their best player doesn't have to score 40 points or 30 points a game for them to win, which is oh, yeah, that's, which that's makes them the most heat. unique team that we've seen in the past – 
16 years, 17 years since whenever the Pistons won. I think they're the most complete, like, one. I don't I don't even know if complete's the word. I would say the most balanced team that, like, we've seen make a playoff run in a long time, with the yeah. exception of the Warriors. Because yeah. that Warriors team beat you. So the thing is, is, like, the Warriors, that Warriors team and this Heat team beat you in the same exact way where the ball never stops moving. Whoever has the open shot makes it. Like, whoever has the open shot has license to take it. Ball movement is very similar. They're the only difference is that Warriors team had four Hall of Famers on the starting five. The difference is the offensive arsenal. <laughs> like well, both both defensively stout teams, but like the Warriors had four people that could score almost at they had four Hall of will. Famers. <laughs> they had four Hall of Famers in their primes, Brandon. In their primes. Who's the fourth Hall of Famer, Iggy or Draymond? Because you had you. Had, you're probably five then. <laughs> um, but yeah. he wasn't his prime. But yeah, it. I mean, that's that's the difference though, right? Because like all the Heat players have license score. Because think about the Heat that are annoying to watch as a Celtics fan. It's like if Goran Dragic has the ball, like I don't know if he's gonna shoot. If Tyler Hero has the ball, I don't know if he's gonna shoot. If Jimmy Butler has the ball, I don't know if he's gonna shoot. Like you don't know where the points are coming from. You but really you know don't. that, like, Goran Dragic has it in him to give you 30 a night. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's been the Duncan most Robinson interesting thing. Six threes in the first half and have 18 going in. And 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 that's – did he have six last game? In I the think first he half? had five in the first half. He had 17, but he had, like, five layups. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing. I just think that – You've seen just the different ways they can win. In this series, we haven't had the big scoring Jimmy Butler game yet. Um, And I thought that the Heat missed a big opportunity yesterday because the Celtics came out in that first quarter, and they looked like they were done. I thought it was done. They were shook. Um, And I think that Miami just didn't have – they just weren't hitting early, and I think if they were, that game was over. If Miami could have gotten up like 15 in that first quarter, which they easily could have because Boston wasn't playing well, and that was a 15 to 20 point game at the halftime, and you come out in the third and just give them a quick like 5 0 run, like I think they would have just folded because they look, they came out like they were done. Um, and then they went into halftime and they turned it around and dropped 40 something in the third, and then it was the rest is history. Um, and the Heat looked as bad as the Celtics looked in the first half, they did that in the second half. So, um, it's just very. It'll be interesting. Um, to see going forward, I think that the Heat figure out a way to get one of the next two games. I just for how balanced they are, how good defensively they are. I think the last game was the worst game that they've played in this playoffs. If the Celtics um, can win today, I have no idea what's going to happen in seven. Yeah, that's it's always and it's all it's fair. always a toss up. To be fair, I think going into the series, that was the whole thing of, like, I don't know if this series goes seven. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. It's tough because there's the, the Celtics have, again, more offensive options. I think Jalen Brown has just – his effort has been inconsistent, which is weird. Oh, see, I think his effort's been fantastic. No, because He's I cool. thought he was great in game – the game, the first game they won, which was game three. He seems to play like he cares, like, a lot, which, like, and this is very much not, like, a 
anti-Jason <clears throat> anti Tatum thing because, like, I think there are players who are just, like, their body language is naturally nonchalant. So sometimes, you know, they'll give you the impression that it's not – they're not, like, you know, passionate or they're not into it or something. Jason Tatum's always just, just one been one of those, like, smoother – He's not going to yell in your face. Yeah, you know, he's not going to be like that. But Jason Brown like, or Jalen Brown, excuse me, like he's showed that a little bit over the last few games. And so, like, I've been I've been very about Jalen Brown um, these last. I, I just think that when he plays like he did in game three, I felt like he was all over the place. Like he was rebounding. He was just doing everything. And I just haven't seen that level of effort. I saw it a little bit in the second half of the last game. But. I feel like it's just been – I've seen him do it, and now I, I just haven't seen that the rest of the series. And I, There's been a couple games where I felt like I forgot he was on the floor a little bit. Marcus Smart's got to throw another chair at him. Marcus That's Smart. Marcus Smart has, has been – I think he's come down back down to earth a little bit in this series. Um, You know, he, he had a game where he was shooting like – 60% from three and stuff like that. I, so he's kind of, he's he's kind of mellowed out. I think most important players, though. I think he's their most important player. Yeah. Because I think if you don't have him and he doesn't try to fight everybody after that game, I think they get swept. I agree. I, th I think he's like the uh, emotional kind of battery for them. He's Draymond for them. But better. You, you need somebody that, no. You need somebody <laughs> that will fight everybody. Marcus, come on. Marcus Smart is not better than Draymond Green. Come on. For those teams, no. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to what? Draymond has three rings. I don't want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> Draymond, Draymond is not as good offensively. Marcus Smart is better offensively, but Draymond can guard Bro, one. Marcus Smart is pretty tough defensively. Draymond guards one through five. So is Marcus Smart. But Marcus Smart, yes, he can guard one through. He guards one through. He can guard one through four. I'm not giving him five. Bro, Giannis is different four. because Giannis tries to dribble and he can't. Draymond Green locks up bigs. Marcus Smart's not locking up bigs. Don't do that, bro. bro yeah, don't do that. Wait, just you wait. See what happens with Anthony Davis. Okay, Anthony Davis will fucking eat up. <laughs> Marcus oh, Smart. Just late. Just late. Oh my goodness. We're not gonna get to see it, so it's fine. Um okay. What needs to happen in uh in game six? What do you need to see for the Celtics to win? Do not turn the ball over. Like if if they do not lose the turnover battle by ten, they win the game. If they only lose the turnover turnover battle by five, they win the game. Just don't turn the ball over as much. And and they it, you, you can't give a team like the Heat – you can't give any team in the NBA 15 to 17 to 20 extra possessions in a game and expect to win. Like, you can't. And that's what they've been doing. So, just don't turn the ball over. And also, I need something – I need, the I need like, Goran Dragic, for example. Like, I just need him to not um, just pretend like he's Michael Jordan. Like – just play like Goran Dragic, you know? Like, don't score 27. Yeah. Um, also, I need Kemba to... I was going to say, Kemba Walker is the only person you haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> okay. Here's what I'll say about Kemba Walker. You miss Kyrie. 
<laughs> I don't miss Kyrie at all. The more and more that I, I, I watch playoff basketball, the more and more I'm convinced that little guards are not players that, that you want the focal point of your offense to be. Because Kemba Walker has struggled mightily getting a shot off. And defensively, he he keeps on getting, like, they keep on switching on him. Little guards get taken advantage of in, NBA, in playoffs. The only one that really hasn't in recent memory is Steph, but that's because he's got, it's Steph Curry, like, offensively. But defensively, he was bullied in all those final series. That was always a matchup was to put him on a step, put him on a step, put him on a step, put him on a step. And little guards just don't make for NBA playoff. Like it's just not the ideal position for NBA playoffs. Does that make sense? Like, no, I- I'm, I'm with it. I think it's the little guards because in the playoffs when the game slows down and it's gritty and you need a bucket, like that's when – you want to be able to get to the rim, and it's just much harder for little guards to get to the rim, and they just take a lot more of a beating. Than... He's gotten into the pocket a few times, and then Bam's just eaten it. Yeah. Um. It's interesting because it seems like he's been the most affected by the zone as well. Like, he just doesn't seem to know how to be effective against it. Um, And, you know, it kind of... He doesn't have playoff experience. He does, but he doesn't. He does, but he doesn't, right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's almost like... It it almost seems as if the moment has kind of caught him a little bit as well. Not to say that he's getting, like, swallowed up and he's playing badly. He's just not doing anything really now he has gotten I think that comes down as well to the fact that Spolstra is an incredibly great defensive coach and Fred and uh, Nick Nurse excuse me is also an incredibly great coach and defensively as well and Toronto straight up was boxed and wanting him not letting him do anything which if you're Kemba Walker and you're that small like you you can't Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, Spolstra is like, the thing is, is like when people say like, oh, like they need, they can't figure out the zone, which they haven't. Like it just, the zones that they're rolling out, it's not just one. It's not just your typical two, three, like they're rolling out these complex zones that are like, it's, it's much easier said than done to break them. Yeah. Like an offensive scheme. And I just think the fact that Kemba is so small that he, even by getting into the pocket, it's very difficult for him to get a shot off. I think that is like is important to note. Yeah, um, Kemba uh, again. He's been on the unfortunate side of some referee calls too. I'm not, I won't even. I won't hold the you on that. Three point shooting, man. They gotta stop with that. It's just um, the. I think, you know, obviously you're going to have bad calls throughout a series. The number of bad calls that were in Game 5 was unbelievable. Um, It made the game late very difficult to watch. 
um, the review after they call the offensive foul on Gordon Dragic, and then Kemba kind of flails, and they review it for a flagrant was they ridiculous. Both flail because like that's the thing. That's what if little guards do. This, you watch this like playoffs. Like the most telling thing when it comes to referees is like anytime two players touch each other, they both flail. So that should tell you all you need to know because like a play, I get like it's not the eighties, but like players today aren't like just naturally softer, right? It's just they're the the way no. the game's called. They think the best option is for them to play. The game is called softer, right? Right. So like they they're gonna act, you know, like they're acting accordingly. That's all it is. Um, so I think that's the most telling thing, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and then you know it's just a little thing like when they go. I I think that you have to you if you review it, and there's an obvious flail or an obvious, you know, okay, that's the obvious flop. That's a technical foul. Something's got to something do. has got to come out of these fifteen minute reviews over this like little plays like you know because the game just gets broken up so much it was even in um in game four there was like three reviews like late in the game which allowed boston to like drop like five plays because they had so much time and in in the late course of a game late like you can't have that because you're giving and that in that particular instance boston is getting an advantage because they're getting like three timeouts at the end of a game Oh, for sure. That they don't have. And that could go the other way. I'm not saying that Boston, like, benefit in any way. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, just I saying, know. like, in that case, like, that did happen when Boston was trying to mount a comeback. So, I and then um, the flag, the offensive foul on Gordon Dragic on the layup. Like, what Don't are we doing? Me. That's not a foul. Oh, bro, I'm... I'm like, I'm, when you jump... You throw one leg up. That's how you, <laughs> how you like shoot yourself into the air. Like that's a natural jumping mechanic. Just yeah. because Tice got caught in in the balls doesn't make it a foul. Yeah. So I mean, I, I uh, this is so this is same thing happened with the Jimmy Butler Kemba Walker foul early on in the game when Jimmy Butler's driving and he he like gathers himself and like hits Kemba on the face like that's not a foul on Kemba right it's just contact because it's basketball the In same game, yeah I can't remember I can't remember okay what game I, was. I th- so here's what I thought I thought that they were like Kemba was on his hip he jumped up Kemba flailed back like he got hit but I didn't think Kemba got hit so I thought it shouldn't have been a foul it he for got, some he reason should not have been an and one I don't know how they called that originally like if you remember, they they said they count yeah, they counted the basket, yeah. then had to discuss whether it was and one after he like clearly stopped shooting and then goes to shoot again. Um, but it was a similar play to like when Jason Tatum Brown? Jason Tatum jumps goes for a jump shot and it, like he it's a natural jump shot motion, but he catches Dragic because his face was there. It's Sa- it's it's same, same thing as that, and then earlier in the series, can't remember what game it was when Jalen Brown. What had the ball and Duncan Robinson was in his face and he Jalen Brown pivots yeah. and catches they call the Duncan Robinson from being in his in his space and they're like no you can't do that offensive foul it just it doesn't make any sense like, like even even in the uh, in the Denver series like that's not a foul when Jokic turns and and Caruso falls 
No. Like, I have to, as an offensive player, you have to be able to execute a move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. Yeah, but as a defensive player, too, you have to be able to, to you, it's almost like you have to give them a shot attempt. Like, you got to be able to contest, right? Yeah, you have to be able I to just, contest, and they have to be able contact to. Contact is contact, and it's not being called as, it's being called as, like, a, a foul, possible flagrant whenever there's any contact. And I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, all right, so what are your thoughts? The Miami Celtics series ends how? Game seven. Are you saying it, who are you it, picking? Beat LA. beat LA. Are you sure? Because I felt like you were broken the other day when you texted me. Nope. Did you feel the same way then? Celtics in seven. But, like, when you texted me, you felt the same way? Yep, Celtics in seven. Nah, you didn't. You was a little worried. You was, you was a little heartbroken. Celtics in seven. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, that'll do it for this episode. Um, <laughs> How long do you think this series goes? Uh... I think, I mean, I, I, my gut would tell me that the Heat pull out game six. Yeah. I think well. that the way that they're structured and Udonis Haslam has gotten in everyone's ass for two days. So I think that with that, I think Udonis Haslam is the underrated part of that team um, as, oh, sure. as, we, as we both saw firsthand. Um, and I, I think that, I think that they, part of that, game was just they got sloppy and the defensive effort I didn't feel was there um I felt like Bam stopped rolling to the basket and they've been very effective in the pick and roll with Bam um and Drogage or whoever was rolling um I thought Jimmy Butler was scoring really easily in the first half and you know if he wanted to have 40 that game then he should have um because it was he was getting just like drives and just a little you know, four foot little floaters almost at will. Um, and that kind of went away. So um, I don't think they'll blow them out. I just don't think either team really has that in them for the next two games where somebody's not going to be ready and you kind of just wash them by 20. So I think that you're going to get close games. Um, and then you're just going to come down to, I think Jimmy closes one. I think in the fourth quarter, he's, the best player on the floor. So um, we'll see. All right. Um, yeah, so we will come back once the finals have been set and we have a special guest for you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, and we will catch you next time. NBC, the 1998 NBA Finals.